D-Stacks beat? Yeah, I got a D-Stacks beat. Listen to the beat, y'all. Come on, D-Stacks. Bring it in. on this season season one was awesome thank you so so much yes so here at queens on the road podcast we highlight kings and queens who are ably different so as many of you may not know amanda has adhd so i wanted to bring you on amanda to discuss that you ready yes i am so let's roll you got a d-stack speed
So I took a course on ADHD a while back, and it said some of the causes were a chemical imbalance in the brain, or it had a genetic component to it. And sometimes it feels like you're, not sometimes, all the time, it feels like your brain is always running, running, running. But what does it feel like to you? Well, for me, it does feel like my brain is always running. Um, I come up with all sorts of things that I desire to do at one time. And it's like you want to do all the things at once. So it'll make you feel like you're all over the place. I tend to say my brain is like scrambled eggs because I feel that everything is all over the place. That's interesting. That's definitely interesting. How is it like navigating life, feeling like you're always thinking about 20 different things at one time? So for me, I have to come up with different plans for myself to say, okay, I don't want to live like this. So I have the choice of either to take medicine, which I was previously on Adderall. And then I decided that I wanted to try to handle it myself. So I try to take on one task at a time and focus on that task. And once I'm finished focusing on that task, then I will go to the next task. Oh, that's interesting because I did read in the course, they said like you can learn different strategies to handle it or you can take the medication. They suggest taking medication as the like best option so that you can think clearly um, and focus, but why did you decide like medication wasn't the avenue for you? I believe um, medication can work. It depends on the atmosphere in which you're in. So when I was in school, where I had to remember multiple assignments at one time or had to do multiple different tasks, I then will take my medicine so that I will be on task so that I could p- complete all the assignments that I was given at that time. But on my daily life, I'm able to control it better because it's at my leisure of how the things are done. So in school, you have a time frame in which you have to complete things. And at your home and on your leisure, you can pick and choose when you desire for them to be done. So I feel that when it's on my own, I can choose how to organize different things. But if it has to be where I have to be punctual with completing things, then I feel like medication will be the option at that time. And were you diagnosed with it as a child? So as a child, my mother did a lot of research and I was in a lot of studies for um, ADHD and I was um, diagnosed as a child with ADHD. When I got to my adult age, when it was time for me to attend college, I realized that at that time I still had it and I had to then try to find something for me to do for myself to be able to complete college. So then I went back and got reevaluated and they still diagnosed me with it. So then that's when I received Adderall. So from what I read, they said, you know, when it's young and kids, they like to do the behavioral therapy and they like to try different avenues before they put you on medication, right? And there's some environmental changes you could try, like natural lighting, some home remedies, are you saying for you in certain settings that Adderall worked? Yes, um, they actually did those things as well. Um, I was in a, they put me in a group therapy where I was with multiple different children that had the similar um, diagnosis. So it was ADHD or ADD, which is um, attention deficit um, disorder. And they were basically having similar things going on. So it was a decent atmosphere to be in at the time as a kid because you were able to see that you were not the only person dealing with that diagnosis. It was other people that were still dealing with it also. So it made you feel like you were in an atmosphere at that time where you weren't solely alone. Right. And what were some signs that you noticed about yourself? Because some of the signs they were saying in that course is that you get easily distracted, 
you know, you can't sit still, you're fidgety all the time, you have to move. But they were also saying that in girls, it's hard to diagnose because we try to work hard to like kind of mask those issues. Did you find yourself doing that often? Yeah. So for me, I noticed that I was kind of all over the place, but it was still where I don't want to accept that I had ADHD. So I tried to do my best to say, okay, well, they say you're going to be all over the place. So try not to be all over the place. Or they say you're going to be doing multiple things at once. So try not to do multiple things. So I tried to really challenge myself so that I wouldn't do all of those things that they said that I would do. But sometimes I find myself still doing them anyway, because I feel like as a child, it's difficult to diagnose ADHD overall because children tend to be naturally all over the place. So as you get older, then they can better say they have issue with paying attention and focusing, or they have a um, issue with paying attention overall. So I think that it becomes a little challenging as you get older and realize that you actually have that diagnosis. Right. So, you know, what's interesting is that you actually did say some of the things that they say, why it's easier to kind of diagnose in boys than in girls, because they say in boys that you're always up moving around, you know, they're very impulsive, they'll take risks, but girls often like try to mask the symptoms and try to work harder so you don't see it. Why did you feel the need to like try to mask it? Was it that you wasn't comfortable having ADHD or like you just felt like I can do it on my own? As I started to begin to understand ADHD more, it really didn't seem to me much as a disability. It seemed as if it just made you more like unique. I want to do multiple things. I want to be in multiple places, but it does make you kind of like disorganized. So um, in a sense, it wasn't really like a masking thing that I try to say, oh no, I don't have it. But it was just uh, how do I deal with what I have? So try to just work with it. And the, some tactics that I came up with work and others didn't. So it depends on if you want to face it and say, I have it. Or you feel like, okay, I don't want to face it and I'm going to just live my life as if I'm normal. So it depends on, I feel like, the individual themselves to say what they actually feel like. And what techniques do you use to help you through your day? So for me now, um, as an adult, it has become a little easier to deal with ADHD because I'm more settled in my life in general. So I do basic things every day. I work, pick up my daughter from school, we eat. We do homework and we basically do the same thing again, all over again. So it's not really much structure or much organization that needs to go on. And my brain is staying like focused. But if I say I'm going to do a task, like right now I'm trying to remodel my home. So in remodeling my home, I think of 25 different things that I want to do in my home and I want to do all of them at one time. So it makes me feel like my brain is all over the place. So I'm going to furniture store. I'm going to organize store. I'm like all over the place. So in this instance, I had to just tell myself today that, you know what, focus on one room at a time. And as you focus on one room at a time and get one thing done at a time, then it will work. Because if you try to do everything, it'll make me feel like I'm all over the place. So I don't want to feel like I'm all over the place. So I will work on one room at a time. So that's what the agreement I made with myself. So you put everything basically into smaller chunks or smaller tasks to help you accomplish them better. Yes. 
Definitely good. Definitely good. And it actually brings to mind something that I also read in the course that there's two, actually two distinctions. And you're right. Even though we look at ADHD as a disability, there was this one book written by Thomas Hartman and it's different perspectives of attention deficit disorder. And he basically says that there's two classifications. There's explorers and there's farmers. So the explorers are risk takers. They're going to try every and any and what, no matter the result, they're going to figure out, even if it's a good or bad result, they're going to figure out how to overcome that step. Then there's farmers. They want it organized, logical, and straight in a line. And if it doesn't end up going the way that they anticipated it to go, it makes them very frustrated because that's not something I can control. And listen to you describe how you felt and how you have to have everything organized. I would say you have to be a farmer. Would you say that? Yes, I would agree. Definitely. I definitely would agree. I would say you're a farmer because you like everything organized. And then if it doesn't go that way, you have to think of a plan B, but you don't really like the plan B. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That um, I feel like um, organization came as I got older. Initially, I was a little bit all over the place. Maybe at my younger age, I could say I was an explorer, but at my older age now, I always really think that I'm a farmer because I feel that I tend to keep things, like try to keep things as in order as I can due to the fact of knowing that I have ADHD. So I want to make sure that I try to stay on every task, try to complete whatever task I start because now I'm also a mother with a child with ADHD also. So it's very difficult to be a mother with ADHD, having a child with ADHD too. So it tends to be challenging because the things that I did in my younger age, she's doing. And in my older age, I want her to do those things now. So it's it can be challenging. That's interesting. How is it navigating being a mother who has ADHD and now having to raise a child with ADHD? What challenges do you face there? And what are like some of the positive things about it? Well, it's a lot of organization that I'm trying to get her to. I think that at this age, she's an explorer and she's willing to take whatever risk or chances she can take. And she doesn't really pay attention to the outcome. So she's kind of all over the place. So at this time, she's currently taking her medication to keep her on track and focus. And when she does, she is definitely keeping things on track, but we're working on her keeping things organized and keeping tasks done. So she just receives a ton of chores that she has to do and they have to be done and completed by a certain day. And if they are, then she will receive money for completing them at that time. So we try to do like a goal chart and to try to have her achieve every goal that she sets out or that I give her to accomplish. So it's becoming um, a little easier to manage because we're coming up with different tactics that works for each other. Because with ADHD also, I realized that you have to go with what actually works for you because sometimes people can give you ideas or suggestions, but I noticed that a lot of them, if we can't actually accomplish them, then it's pointless. So you have to set out goals for yourself that you can actually achieve. That's great. Did you hear that, guys? That was an excellent, excellent tip that parents can use. That was definitely, definitely great.
It's Fun Fact Time. My fun fact for today is that girls often get misdiagnosed with ADHD because, like I said before, they always try to work hard to mask the things you may see that come along with ADHD. So they often get misdiagnosed. And it's a fact that actually, even though they get misdiagnosed, scientists believe that boys and girls actually get diagnosed with ADHD at the same rate. So tell me what is your most fondest memory? It could be of us together or anything you remember. Story time. I recall a time that me and you were going to take a bus and we were actually trying to beat the bus because you were actually saying, okay, my chair can outbeat the bus. So we're going to take the chair and we're going to see if we can get there before the bus because we had our own agenda before it was time for you to get where you needed to be. So we actually tried to outbeat the bus. And when we got close, we said, okay, we're going to take this bus right here and it's going to take us to the next stop and we're going to be there before time. And when we got on the bus, you actually got stuck on the lift and we realized that our plan didn't really set out to be what we had desired for it to be because now we were actually late. So I think that that taught us to take the route that our parents told us to take initially and not try to outbeat what they told us to do. And maybe that wouldn't have happened to us because the first bus would not have had the same malfunctions. Oh, you are definitely right. And you know what? I remember that story. That was so hilarious. <laughs> like, we were literally running for the bus, y'all. Like, running. Amanda and I have always gotten into, like, some crazy things when we were teenagers. Yes, we did. I remember we used to make up. Remember we used to make up dances? Dances. Yes, we did. Song? Yes, we, we did. Go, we got to show, show the listeners one of our dances. One yes, day. one day we would definitely have to do we that. We have to. I yes. remember we did it to um Mario Mario's song. Yeah. Crying out for love. Yeah, like we that. did. Yeah, and, and we, we did it for whole, Tamia too. Yeah, we yep. did a whole dance. And when my mom got home from work, <laughs> we said, "Look, we got a whole routine." <laughs> we had made up a whole dance. Yeah, we definitely some did. Crazy, crazy stuff. We sure did. So tell me what you are doing now. What is your future endeavors? What do you got planned? What you got going on, girl? What you got going on? So right now I'm currently a teacher for a pre-K kindergarten and it's going okay. I think that the children are really happy with having me as a teacher and I'm really excited to be their teacher as well. It does kind of make me sad when they have to transition out and go on to first grade or go on to kindergarten, whether their parents allow them to stay or not. But for the most part, it is a job that keeps me on my toes and it does allow me to constantly keep moving, which people with ADHD love to do. So it um it's going really well. But my ultimate goal is to become a coach, to lead people and guide people in a direction where I feel that they can be helpful or give them advice or tips on how to do things because people always call me for advice or opinions. So I think that coaching people and leading people in a direction will be something that I can actually do for a living that will really make me happy. So that is my long-term goal, which I hope is not too far out, to actually start my own business on coaching. 
Okay, y'all, and she's humble right now because she's a very great teacher, and she's actually going back to school right now for her bachelor's degree. I just had to put that out there because she was being humble. <laughs> but I definitely do agree with you. Like, when my students leave me or I finish for the school year because I am an independent contractor SOP, so when I finish for the school year, I definitely do miss them, so I can definitely understand that. Especially when you love your job and you love making connections with students, that's the definite tough part of it. Mm -hmm. So I definitely can relate to that. It really is. We close it out on Queens on a Roll with a quote of the episode. Do you have one for us? Or any words of wisdom you would like to share? Well, I can say, well, whether you're a farmer or you're an explorer, I think that you should go with what you feel is best for yourself and try to take on one task at a time and not to never do too much at once. Oh, that's great advice. That is definitely some great advice. So the information heard in today's episode is courtesy of the course that I took and a book by Thomas Hartman called The Different Perspectives on ADHD. And there's a plethora of other information which I'm going to give you right now. There's a lot of resources for the Centers for Disease Control on ADHD and hyperactivity, behavioral therapy for young children from the Centers and Disease Control. There's also a book that is called New Thinking on Kids with ADHD, A Healthy Lifestyle Could Be Effective Intervention. There is also another book that is called Adolescents with Children with ADHD. And there's also some great information from the Food and Drug Administration on dealing with ADHD, as well as an article in Attitude Magazine called What is ADHD and How to Explain ADHD to Your Child? And also another book that is called What They Are and How They Work, Accommodations Understood for Learning and Attention Issues. And one more comes from an article in childmind.org that says ADHD and Exercise, and it comes from the Child Mind Institute. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sharing. I'm so grateful, so, so grateful to Amanda for being on. I just want to give a shout out to D-Stacks. Thank you so much for the beats. People are loving them and they have been amazing. I'm so, so grateful to you guys for sharing and listening. Please continue to subscribe. Please tell your friends, your sisters, your mothers, your brothers, everybody you could possibly think of. And we're rolling out. Say bye, Amanda. See you guys. Thank you for having me, Tay. You're welcome.